You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock podcast. We're doing a little bit of a preview for Newcastle coming up, um, but we've got um, my guest on today, specially brought in, is Josh Goldsmith, my old buddy and podcaster over in the States on Matters Albion. How are you doing, Josh? Good, how are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, it's good to see you. Good to see you smiling again after we've actually managed to win a game uh, yeah. the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like a while I've been able to do that. <laughs> exactly. Let's hope it's not the, uh, the one thing in isolation. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, we've um, we've obviously got a good win, and we've got another game coming up against Newcastle, which uh, we'll get into a little bit on that a bit later in the episode. But um, the reason I've got you on at this particular time is because we've got an exciting event, project, initiative, whatever you want to call it, coming up this very weekend on Solly March Day, March the 20th. Yeah. Um, Nothing to do with Solly specifically, but uh, this event. But um, it's an Albion 12-hour spectacular, isn't it? It is. Tell, tell us from your point of view, because you've initiated this with through the club. Um, tell us about it um, in summary. Yeah, so it, it really came into, into being uh, from a couple of friends of mine. And they've had different things that have happened in their lives that have been pretty bad over the last couple of years. And they, uh, like someone lost their mom, someone lost a partner, whatever. And they uh, did some 24 hour live streams via Twitch. So Twitch is like a, it's a streaming service. You can use it for video games. You can use it for what we're going to use it for. You can use it for pretty much anything. Um, And they would do like a 24 hour live video game stream for breast cancer. And they would have all donations go to breast cancer. And we were pretty much fast approaching the one year anniversary of uh, Arteta going down with coronavirus. And then that snowballing into Mm. what has been the entire last 12 months, really. Mm. Um, And I thought, wouldn't it be good if we could do something for the Albion as one fund? And the initial idea was to do a 24 hour stream ourselves and after discussing it with a friend of mine it was just not it was just too long um so (laughs) we changed it to 12 uh, and the idea was 
Albion has won and Albion in the community and the the Albion in general as a club still hold to the together moniker, right? And that's something that, I mean, I've even got it in my podcast name. So mm. we, my thought was, how could we be more together than having all of the different content creators? Because I feel like a lot of content creators, we've all been very siloed, barring like me and you really, because we've been friends for a long time, like that, that we're all kind of very separate and doing our own thing. Imagine how good it would be to show all of the Albion community that are, that are kind of involved online, what that looks like to have everybody come together, make money, hopefully get some people from the club involved uh, and, and kind of just put together this stream with all of this different content uh, that should be kind of applicable for anybody right if you're 17 and you're on twitch every day you can tune in and and see people that you like to talk to and like to talk about um if you are you know a a 60 something year old woman or man uh, or anything else that that goes to the games but doesn't really care about the online uh, you can you can take a look at what a whole new world may look like if the albion were to pick something like this up and and you can kind of watch this this content with people that, that you have interest in hearing about, right? Paul Barber, Mark Lawrence, and um, people from your era that, that stand out to you. Um, and and you you also have the, the opportunity that, you know, whenever they do the forums, the fan forums, you know, you have to listen on the radio, or you have to listen on like an online app. And if you want to get a question asked, you have to text in or, or hopefully attend. Well, Twitch, you don't need that. You can just log in and type in the comments and we can ask those questions. That's something that, has never been done before and the hope was that we can roll this out have a successful 12-hour stream and maybe teach the albion a thing or two about what the future could hold for them in terms of their ability hey. to do that. <laughs> excellent i mean it, it sounds great doesn't it and albion has won funds um was what was the thing wasn't it it's now uh, as i understand it from a conversation you've had with paul camelin it's it's now morphed back into just being part of albion in the community um, is that right? In terms yeah, of the actual question. fundraising shell? Yeah, so they've actually they actually wrapped up Albion as one fund in general. They wrapped up the entire charity itself uh, at the end of last year because um, it had kind of passed its sell-by date uh, and they were really just moving back towards the Albion in the community, which has been, you know, as we know, have been around for a, a long, long time. Um, so the, the idea was to simply just pivot to Albion in the community. It's going to do the same job. Um, and and what we can do in the meantime uh, with the people that that did benefit directly from the Albion as one fund back when the pandemic was you know an all time high and really bad, uh, we were able to get a couple of those people on that benefited directly from that fund to, to talk about it. So that is uh, that is where we that's why we kind of pivoted to the Albion in the community. Yeah, excellent, cool, that's good. And just to give the address out now, we'll, we'll do it again later as as a reminder. But just just to clarify. What you do on the day, it's starting at 12 o'clock on Saturday. It's a 12-hour event, as we mentioned, right the way through till midnight, which for anyone that's trying to gauge what that is, yes, that does include the Albion game. There's going to be a watch-along as part of the event and also some post-match stuff. Um, We'll get into some more details on the schedule as a whole later, but the the address is going to be twitch.tv forward slash togetherbha. That's the address for people to tune into via the internet to watch any or all of this event correct yep yes spot on so twitch.tv forward slash uh, together vha twitch is a huge website it's it's very safe it's very you know they've been doing this for a long long time they have 
literally millions upon millions of people tune into different channels every day. So this isn't going to be, uh, this isn't, you know, like a small time thing. This is a, this is a very big platform for those who've maybe never heard of it before. It's a big thing for the people who have heard of it. They're probably going, yeah, I know, (laughs) but it's very, it's (laughs) very accessible. It's very easy to use. Um, you can access it on an app on your phone, on your browser, on just a web browser, whatever you prefer. Um, you can log in and, and it's super easy. The video will just pop straight up, no messing around. Yeah. So phones, tablets, laptops, PCs, whatever, whatever form you like, um, you yep. can you can tune in. So you can just you can just participate, tune in in terms of tuning in, watching, and as you said, popping in comments at various points as well, which could then we can read and and read out questions or or, um, or observations that people are making um, at various stages related to the guests or the events that are going on at the time. Um, you can also, of course, if you want to, and we urge you to, if you can, donate to the event. It's going to be through the Just Giving page, isn't it? So I've got it down yes. as www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash together for AITC. That's for the number four. Um, so to give that again, it's Just Giving dot com forward slash fundraising forward slash together number four then aitc yep excellent yep, we'll, we'll obviously we'll reiterate this obviously during the events and in other social media events um any anything else on the practical sides to mention before we get into a little bit about what is going to be involved have i missed yeah, anything else? i mean I think that's it isn't it really just to jump in real quick with the donations um i'm not sure what it is in pounds because it's always showing me as dollars um, we've already raised two hundred and three dollars for Albion in the community via this page uh, already. Before the stream has already already started, we've had a couple of the content creators put some money in, and, and we've also had somebody called Claire who has thrown in fifty pound without even looking at the stream. Mm. So, like, nice one, Claire. She, she, she has, <laughs> yeah, she has no idea how bad this stream might be. Like, we, <laughs> but she's uh, she's already contributed. So that's a, that's a huge thank you, and we're. Uh, We've, you know, we've got somebody on from Albion in the community just to to explain just how much that 200 can do, let alone anything else. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. And and actually, it doesn't matter how bad the, the, the stream is in terms <laughs> of the contributions. <laughs> it could be awful. You can still contribute. That's the beauty of it. Um, yep. Although, of course, we are hoping it will be a good event. We've got loads going on. I mean, essentially, it's going to be us on the intro from midday uh, for a little bit, just so you get to see who everyone is. I think pretty much everyone that's participating as a host uh, organizer is, is going to be involved um, at the beginning and then we're going to have people from AITC on aren't we uh, Paul Williams is coming in and some others as well and um, with various branches of the uh, of the fundraiser in terms of where the money's going to go to certain certain causes that within the umbrella they're going to come on to state their representations um, but in terms of guests now yes tell us who we got on we've got a couple of big names uh, well yeah. we've got a few big names yeah, so first go, go of all, it, I, I do want to I do want to shout out the club. The Albion have been superb throughout all of this. Um, I reached out to the club before I reached out to anybody else to see if this was a goer. Um, I knew that if they turned around and said no, we still had plenty of opportunities in the basket to to get guests in. But getting getting the club's backing is always a massive boost, right? Because the the access they yeah. have is like more than anything that we can ever have put together. Um, so they were immediate on the, they, they responded in like 10 minutes compared to usual. You'll know like that is quick. Uh, Paul Camillion yeah. came back in about 10 minutes and was like, yep, whatever you need, we will do our best to get to you. Let me know what you want. So I kind of sent my list of demands um, and we have got 
uh, an interview. And this is not one that's very common. Um, this is one that I think only my podcast at the beginning of the pandemic managed to snag him. Um, I'm not sure how much more media stuff he does anyway. And I think mine was just pure luck. Hmm. Um, but Bruno is on the show uh, from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. UK time. Uh, so that'll be that second hour of the show. Uh, Bruno interview, uh, Bruno Q&A. So again, those people who are watching can ask questions in the comments. And as long as they're not ridiculously offensive, we can ask them. Um, and uh, yeah, so that that is obviously a massive get. Um, I'm sure that I know that you're on for part of that and are probably pretty excited to have a chat with the legend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yes, indeed, I think you are the only person to have had him on a pod, as far as I'm aware um and it was it was a good interview actually i listened to that back at the time and uh pretty good it is a bit of a coup yeah because he's it's hard to get anybody affiliated with the club even if it's in a coaching role as he is now it's uh they, they don't give stuff out easily which is why it's so good that we've got the club involved because uh, we're able to get him on for this which is good and i yeah i'm looking forward to meeting el capitano it should be great stuff um really really good and we've got uh, mr barber coming on and we as well um he's always good value Yes, always good value. Uh, he's on from four till five. So we've got a couple of hours in between, but plenty of content as well. But from four o'clock until five o'clock, Paul Barber will be on. Um, again, just like the fan forums, you can ask your questions and we can we can ask him uh, what, for any answers or anything like that. Uh, I, I can't imagine that we will be struggling for, for content with Paul. Uh, you know, I was like, much as I do, he, he loves to talk. Uh, so he will he will probably be a wild ride. Um, and I think you're on for a bit of his as well. So we will uh, we yeah. will make sure that we're monitoring the ch- Twitch stream and, and asking him whatever questions we can, um, as long as they're sensible. I will put a prerequisite in there, as long as they're sensible. If you ask stupid <laughs> questions, I'm just going to delete them. So, yeah, other than that, uh, as, it, as in, and by stupid questions, I mean, like, just dumb ones, like, or offensive ones. Don't ask stupid shit, because I will delete it. I'm sorry if you don't have to swear on this podcast. Uh, but, yeah, don't ask it, because I will delete it. I will be moderating the chat. I just ask for you not to be rude or offensive, because that can have the stream taken down, and that would be bad for everybody. Absolutely. Indeed, yeah. You're going to be on monitoring the whole way, aren't you? You're going to have a long day. Um... I do, yeah, 12-hour <laughs> shift, yeah. So I will be on uh, at different times on the show live, um, but I will be behind the scenes all day uh, admitting yeah. people from the waiting room, uh, chatting with anybody that needs to chat behind the scenes and uh, and moderating the Twitch, tra- Twitch chat uh, to, uh, <laughs> to, you know, get any questions asked or, or anything like that. So yeah, I'll be on for most of the day, keeping an eye on things. That nearly got sticky there, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Ducky, ducky <laughs> fasting there. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah, we'll, we'll be dipping in and out. There's a few of us contributing, obviously yourself and me. Um, so who else have we got? We've got Liam from Albion Analytics. It's going to be one of the others coming on. Um, we've got Ryan, haven't we? Ryan, I think it's Hadset, isn't it? His surname. Who's, yes. He is uh, he is part of uh, TSR, um, which is a, a more encompassing sports page. I think it's for the Premier League, maybe even more than just the Prem. Uh, he also yeah. does Talk Seagulls, so the Talk Seagulls Instagram, uh, which is pretty big um, on Instagram. If you are familiar with that, he's on there, um, and that's he's kind of a big uh, big contributor to the Albion in social media stuff. Uh, in terms of Albion Analytics, uh, we do have Liam on the show, uh, and we also have Charlie, his co-host, uh, from the podcast that they do together, also coming on as well. Um, obviously, we've got you. 
uh, and myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also have Charlie Halfenden uh, from Let's Talk BHAFC. Um, he does a lot of good content as well, as we know. Um, so he will be on the show. Um, and we also have Seagulls Unrestricted, a newer Albion podcast. Uh, and we will have Ben from that show as well coming on to, to co-host with us. Um, I'm pretty sure that is everybody. Um, yes, it is. I'm looking at the names. Yes, yeah. that's everyone. So that's that's going to be your hosts throughout the day, people dipping in and out. Um, in terms of guests, we've got some other exciting names. We're going to keep a lot of it back, so you, you have to wait and find out who it is to try and encourage you to watch Plenty. We have got Lauro coming on. He's agreed, which is exciting. Um, we're not going to say when that is yet, um, so you have to stay tuned uh, to try and, uh, try and entice you in. Um, we've got some other names coming in as well, haven't we? Uh, do you want to tell people about those? Make sure I don't spill any beans beyond what you want me to. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. Um, I mean, most of the names are on the poster, right? The big names. Uh, so it's yeah. not too much of a secret. I'm, I'm just keeping the times these people are coming on a secret. Mm. So we can, uh, we will be telling you throughout the day who's next. So it's not going to be like surprise, but I would like to just mm. leave it uh, ambiguous for now, mainly just because it's subject to change, right? If something happens with anybody and they get took up with something else, I would yeah. hate for you to tune in for Andy Naylor and him get called into an emergency presser because Potter's signed a striker. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, we do have Andy Naylor on. Uh, so obviously he is one of the Brighton journos. Um, so that's obviously a big get for us. Uh, and he'll be coming on at some point in the show to have a chat, uh, probably about 30 to 45 minutes. So it's not a small one. He'll be there for a while. Um, you can chat to him about whatever it is you want to ask him. Uh, we also have Kira Maguire, Price of Football, on the show. Um, he also, like Paul Barber, loves to talk. Uh, we won't be able to stop him, I'm sure. Um, I think we have a lot of good questions we can ask him uh, in terms of our current position. Uh, what happens with plan A of staying up? What happens with plan B of not staying up? Uh, and what that looks like from a financial point of view, especially with the accounts being dropped a couple of months ago. Um, yeah. He's also doing a giveaway of his book. So he is doing a giveaway of his uh, of his Price of Football book that is out there. Um, some people will probably have their ears perk up at that. Um, that giveaway will take place on Twitter. Um, so I'll be making a, twi- a Twitter post at some point uh, during the day. If you retweet that post, you're in the you're in the prize draw, and we will do a live draw on the on the show, and we will announce the winner, and we'll get that that prize to you. Um, like you said, Lauro is a big one. Uh, we've got Mark Lawrenson on. Seen a couple of people on Twitter uh, turn around and say, oh, "I'm not watching it because he doesn't care about us." Uh, well, why don't you ask him? Why, why you feel that? That's what better time? You know, we, we see a lot of people say Lawrence and it feels like Lauro doesn't care about the Albion. All he talks about is his time at Liverpool. Ask him the question. You've got 30, 40 minutes to do it. Why not tune in and see what he has to say? Um, and then, of course, we've also got a, a couple of those beneficiaries in as well. Um, maybe a couple of other surprise guests dropping in. Uh, that are still kind of subject to change. Um, and then, of course, we have uh, a couple of others coming in later on in the show for like Newcastle preview and stuff like that. We've got a, a Newcastle podcast that's going to pop in and, and chat about that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple of quick points um, to mention. That is the second edition of uh, Kieran's book that's been published now because it's been a big success. Um, I think generally um, he, put, he keeps the proceeds to charity for that as well, actually, for those of the bought. But um, in terms of the competition, I believe it's the second edition he's going to be offering a copy of. Um, and in terms of that Twitter, uh, watching out for Twitter, just to tell people your handle for anyone that doesn't know. 
Yep, it's at Together BHA. Um, and everybody on the content creator side will be posting um, the, the Twitch address and all that stuff. So you'll be able to easily jump on whenever you want to. Uh, yeah, but yeah. my, I'll hopefully get all the content creators to retweet that that tweet as well. So we, everybody can see it on their timelines and they'll just be taken out of the draw. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's it really. We also do have a, a possibility for the Albion Raw and the Seagull Social lads to drop on during the game or post-game. They mm-hmm. have a busy day, uh, but it would be nice. Uh, I think we may get the Albion Roar on at some point during the game because they are live from the Amex. So that could be a lot of fun to to have them show their point of view. We'll be able to see the Amex in full swing again. Uh, so hopefully they can drop in and, and give us an update from the ground as it looks. Yeah, sounds good. And as as I said, the thing goes on up to including and after the match um there's going to be some build up with some of the other lads in the in the hour before and during the game itself there'll be a few of us on there watching along i think you and i are on throughout that aren't we i think if i remember rightly um yes so, yeah you'll see what yeah. the true colors are of us in the, in the heat of battle <laughs> <laughs> in the heat of angst and stress and, and all the usual stuff um could be quite fun i'm not sure if we're gonna have to try and curb our uh, language uh on this i'm guessing we probably will yeah i don't i don't think it's too bad for language uh on the stream as long as i say it's gonna be kind of not pg friendly uh before we even start yeah. as long as as long as you're not throwing expletives into chat non-stop then then we should be fine um yeah, on the on the day, I think we have myself, you and Ben from Seagulls Unrestricted doing the watch along for now. Uh, and like I said, I'm hoping that Seagulls Social and the Albion Raw well, may well drop in during that time as well to do some watch along with us, even live from the ground, like I said, with Raw. So that should be really fun yeah. if they can drop in. Would be good. Would be good. And then we've got this post-match stuff as well to, to round off in the last couple of hours from 10 to 12. Um, just, yeah, dissecting the game. Hopefully a a rousing victory and doing the double over Newcastle, but who knows? But either way round, we'll be uh, well, some of us will be there throughout that period as well, just for some um, some some extra feedback and thoughts and opinions on what's just happened. Um, throughout the day, of course, we'll be reiterating how you can get in touch to to pass in your comments and if if you wanted to donate as well. So it's looking like a good good event here, Josh. Well done on uh, initiating it. Um, I think I'm really looking forward to being part of it. And for anyone that can contribute, large or small, um, we certainly appreciate that. Um, we'll give the address again at the end of this pod. Um, but we're just going to take a quick break now. When we come back in part two, we'll have a quick look ahead to the game itself from our point of view on this pod. Um, what we think is going to happen. And a couple of bits of football news, maybe for a quick chat on as well. So stay tuned back in a moment. Okay, so back with part two then of this latest episode of the pod, where we are, well, it's me and Josh, um, talking through the events that we've uh, got planned and lined up for this Saturday, that's the 20th, which is going to be quite good fun. We'll, We'll talk about that again just briefly at the end of this second half, but in this part of the episode, I mainly wanted to talk about the upcoming game versus Newcastle. Um, we've got a head to head record, um, on a very low number of games, actually, looking at it. Surprisingly few games we've played against them. We've won 11, we've lost nine, and we've drawn seven. So we actually have the edge on them, which is interesting. Um, Our very first game against them was a 3-0 defeat in the FA Cup, followed by a 5-0 defeat in the league. So we didn't start off against them too well. Um, 
but things have gone better from there through the years. Um, we've played them a lot more in recent times, though, haven't we, Josh? We went up together. They stole that title from us right at the death. Or rather, Jack Grealish stole it. I was going to say, thanks, Jack. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Slippery Jack, never to be forgotten or ever loved by us at the Albion. Um, Since then, four seasons, both of us in the Prem. How how have we done against them? You've got a few stats to talk about on this one, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a low-scoring affair all the way through until Mm. this last week. uh, This last week, this last game where we beat them (laughs) 3-0. Um, but we've actually had a hell of a record against them uh, in the Premier League. We've played seven, won three, drawn four. Uh, we have only conceded one goal in that time to them, uh, which was the 1-1 draw uh, last year, um, in 2019 rather. Uh, but yeah, normally uh, there is just really the one goal in it. The first year we came up, we beat them 1-0, uh, then drew 0-0, uh, then beat them again 1-0, and then it was the 1-1, 0-0, So draw, draw, draw with just the one goal conceded. And then, of course, this year, we uh, we tanked them 3-0. Uh, yeah. we are, we're in a good spot against Newcastle. You know, if there's a team that we want to be playing that are in bad form, it's probably them with the with the recent record we've had. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the, obviously, the standout one is the 3-0 win this season. And the chance to, or the rare chance to do a double over someone this year, that really, really is a, a low window, isn't it? Given our home record. The other standout result for us, um, in our time in the Prem, from my point of view, was the 1-0 win away, I think it was 20th of October 2018, where we got the 1-0 win. It was the deflected goal. We stayed up for the weekend, uh, a few of us, and had one hell of a weekend. Really enjoyed that one. wasn't the greatest game, but uh, who cares about that? The results and the beers were good. Um, that, I guess, is the one downside for you living in the States, isn't it? You unfortunately don't get to experience that very often. And um, you've been in the States, we've had you on the show before talking about this. You've been there about three or four years now, haven't you? I think, has it yeah. four years? Yeah, it was, no, it was uh, October 2015. So it's just oh, gone right. five. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I was saying to the wife the other day, you know, if Brighton go down this year, it will have been, I would never have been able to go to a Premier League game. Despite all the games I went to for the last 20 years beforehand, <laughs> I would never have been able to go and watch us in the Premier League. Um, so that would be an absolute ball ache if that was to happen. I would appreciate if they could stay up just a little bit longer so I could at least see us play in the top flight once. Um, it's worth noting in this game that we beat, beat them 3-0 on uh, this year, just gone. Um, they were they were a strong side back then. They had Callum Wilson. They had St. Maximum. They had Shelby. They had Jeff Hendrick playing. Uh, you know, they had a full kind of back line with Lascelles back there uh, and Isaac Hayden, who has been really good for them. Uh, their team was pretty much as strong as it gets at that point. Um, the only real kind of letdown they had was was uh, was Miguel Almiron, um, but he did come on at halftime and he still wasn't able to get anything going. So the, yeah. the team we're playing in the, in the next couple of you know couple of days is not anywhere near as strong as the team we played, uh, you know, a couple of months ago. So yeah, they're missing their top three. Uh, goal sources, aren't they, um, mm-hmm. ultimately? And that is a huge miss for them. Um, we have to be careful. There's certain players you still have to watch out for and not allow space or time. They they can be dangerous in certain situations, set pieces, that kind of thing. Um, but their form is pretty bad. Two defeats followed by three draws. I mean, the draws will give them some sort of a, a boost in terms of their, their, they've got a mini unbeaten record going, but they haven't been very convincing in most of the time of those five games. Um, and we could really get out of them. We've, we've been playing well, as we know, all season, generally speaking. 
we have broken our dark in scoring two goals in a match, which is quite a pleasant surprise um, last weekend. And I think it's good that we're getting those goals from the other areas. Obviously, Duncan, Lalana, uh, Duncan, um, Trossard, the scorers at the weekend. Um, Lalana scoring in the previous match. So it's good that goals are coming from elsewhere while we're continuing to have a few problems with confidence among strikers. Um, but it's it's a crucial game for us. I think we really do want to win this. We could draw it or even lose it and still survive. But the reality is that it puts distance between us if we win, puts a huge amount more pressure on Newcastle, who may be in the bottom three when we play the game because Fulham have got their game in hand from a few weeks prior, uh, in, in the future brought forward, haven't they? Yes. Um, there's, there's some weird rearrangement with the fixtures. So they're playing Leeds on the Friday night at home. So there's a very good chance Newcastle could be in the bottom three. Thankfully, it won't be us because of the Saints result. Um, but if we could win that game, go four ahead of Newcastle plus the goal difference and stay at least three ahead of Fulham regardless of their result, that would put us in a really good position and keeping keeping two teams in in trouble firmly below us would really boost things, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. And and I th- I still firmly think 38 points is going to be enough. I really do. I think that 38 points is always the benchmark for every year. I think if we hit it, we're yeah. okay. Um, and, you know, Spurs, uh, Newcastle rather, don't have an easy run after the international break either. Their next five after the international break are Tottenham, Burnley, West Ham, Liverpool and Arsenal. So, like, mm. that's, you know, you've got yeah. one game where you can realistically get in some points. They are struggling to score. I mean, they're, one of their draws in the last three was a nil-nil against West Brom, and they came out. They should have lost that game. They were very lucky to get a point. Um, so, they are they are not the uh, the best team, and, and their running is, is very tough indeed. I mean, you look at their last games in general, and, and really you've only got a couple of three games in there that you can see them taking points from. Uh, Burnley, mm. and then the last two games of the year are Sheffield United and Fulham, which could be massive that final game of the season yeah, uh, yeah. i think that's going to be one to, to really really keep an eye on Fulham is no yeah, different I mean, either they have a tough run in as well other than that yeah, final game yeah. mm. and, and the interesting thing with that final game is that assuming nothing dramatic is happening on the goal difference front which it could do because we have got to play city <laughs> but hopefully it won't um we could be in a position where um if both teams are a point or more below us then we could be safe in essence um, short of getting completely and utterly thrashed or Newcastle thrashing Fulham. So I, I could see it being one of those tense ones. It could be tense in a small way, in, in in the sense that there could be some very obscure combination of things could happen narratively that would be the only way we could go down. And I'd probably take that right now, <laughs> at the moment, just just for safety's sake, if I could. Um, but we'll we'll see how it goes. But I'd I'd like to be well clear. I agree with you. Thirty eight points. It's always the benchmark point per game. Uh, yep. We've got ten games to go, and uh, and we're on twenty nine. So we we're ahead of the schedule in in terms of that ratio. Still, let's not forget that. And we could be well ahead of it if we if we beat Newcastle. A quick word about your overall impressions of the season, because I haven't spoken to you since things got underway in terms of on the pod. Um, what's your overall take of the season? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, I think that, so I've got a lot of feelings on it. Um, I, I'm very, very frustrated, but also understand why we didn't invest in a striker. I know that with the losses being posted, I definitely understand why. Uh, I do think it's the one thing that's holding us back. 
you bring in someone uh, with a bit more presence um, that, and it doesn't need to be like a prolific goal scorer. It just needs to be a big one, like a taller presence in that box that, that we can kind of add another dimension to the game. And even Ollie McBurney did that for Potter in the championship. He was tall enough to provide a difference. Um, but I think whenever I'm getting too annoyed at, at what's going on in terms of form, I actually have a spreadsheet like a nerd um, with uh, with what our results were last season uh, as a like for like. So whenever I'm on the edge, I go on that and check it out to see what we're looking like. And, you know, we're, we have only gone behind projection once all season um we have matched last year's results or beaten them in every single game this year uh which means that despite the fact that we haven't invested and other teams around us have we are still progressing at any okay clip um i think that the summer is going to have to be a, a, a real summer of upheaval um in the same way it was you know that first chris hewton year when we had a lot in and out um, I think we're going to have to do that again because there's a lot of players that not not specifically aren't good enough, but I think would do a lot better if they had a loan, a year on loan somewhere. Um, Aaron Connolly gets a lot of stick. I understand it. Uh, but if you bring in a player that's, that's going to score you goals today and allow him to go on loan to a championship side or even USG, right? They just got promoted to the top Belgian league. Have him roll out there. I think that would do him a, a, just so much good to go and play game after game after game after game and, and get a bit more thing. Cause he's, I mean, he's still a teenager. So there are a lot of players like that throughout the squad that I wish would just, they've been thrown in the deep end. It's tough. Cause we've lost a lot of our depth uh, to kind of save money. Montoya, Duffy, uh, you know, a lot of them went out. So it's, it's been a rough year. And I know that we're in a kind of a, a survive and we will try and do something different in the summer. I just hope that we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I was listening to the Albion Unlimited podcast, which is the BBC one, BBC Sussex, and they had Henry Winter on and he spoke excellently about the club, full of praise for Potter, the way he sets teams up, um, also for the way he conducts himself. And he's always, he made a good point, which I haven't heard anyone else mention, which was about how, he uses the word we all the time rather than they when he's describing the team's performance. So it's all about the collective spirit. He's taking responsibility for the results as well. I know that the press conferences are famously drab in terms of there's not, nothing spicy happening. There's nothing, there's no sound bites. There's no things that the media would love. But it was interesting that Harry Winter appreciates that, ironically, being in the media himself. Um, but he, yeah, he was saying the way we play the game, that the whole thing behind the scenes with the club the way they've conducted themselves during the pandemic period. Um, and that has been acknowledged and noticed. And we've created a really good impression for ourselves amongst the, the wider media. And it would be great if we can keep that profile up and stay up. I think we will. I'm very much in the Potter Inn camp, same as you. And I think we will survive. Um, but it would be a whole lot easier if we could just get ourselves that big step closer by beating Newcastle at the weekend. And um, you could see us all screaming and shouting our way through that game as part of the event coming up <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, well, I think that I'm Potter in regardless of if, even if we go down, I think there's yeah, no so way I'm... we need to lose him. I think that 
honestly, I think we could sell, I think we could sell nine of our start in 11 tomorrow and we could go up in the championship without any transfers in by 15 points with the way he plays and the way he's got them set up. I think we could just destroy that league, even with our second 11. Like there's no way yeah. I think that Potter should be going anywhere. No matter how frustrated I am, it's not him I'm frustrated at. It's the it's the tools at his disposal and realizing that they're not as good as I hoped they would be. Hmm. Yeah, and it it is the toughest nut to crack, isn't it? In fairness, as well, trying to get that right player in, you can spend whatever, and you could still be um, no better off. That's that's how terrifyingly difficult it can be. But let's hope we can we can look at yeah, Timo Werner. Levels, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, I mean, I, I wonder what you make of Chris Wilder actually going as well. Just get your views on that briefly, because he, he's gone in the last week or so after they were saying they were going to do that very thing, stick with their manager, as as we probably would. I'm pretty sure we would do if we did go down, as uh, Burnley did with Sean Dyche um, and as um, others have done as well. Um, but it turns out Wilder's gone after all. Some differences of opinion. Um, they could they could slip and slip, couldn't they? If they're changing the whole philosophy of the club now, um, because they they've set up in for all to, all forms, all ages um, behind the scenes are playing in the same way as Wilder does. So now that it's a complete upheaval to change that round, interesting to see who they bring in as well. Yeah, to me, I was stunned by it. I did not see that coming. I thought the same as you. I thought there's no way he's going anywhere as he shouldn't. He's done a great mm. job. Um, you know, he's he's exceeded all expectations last year. He's pretty much he's pretty much done what I expected them to do this year, despite it being a controversial opinion at the start of the year. I, I felt that they were the biggest second season team syndrome ever. Um and it worked out to be correct. But I never thought they'd get rid of him. He's done such a good job for them. Um I think like you, I think that they're essentially Bournemouth uh, without the extra years of Premier League money. And that could be total disaster for them. You know, Bournemouth are just about mm. scraping into the playoff places despite the upheaval. And I think that's because they had five, six years of Premier League foundation underneath them. Sheffield United don't mm. have that. I think they are very much more online to be a Stoke or a Huddersfield as opposed to a Bournemouth or a Watford or a, or a Norwich. Yeah. Well, one managerial change, in fact, there's, there's a couple that have uh, gone in elsewhere. We've, we've mentioned on a previous show that Birmingham are part of company with Karanka. Turns out Lee Bowyer, uh, having left Charlton, has uh, magically appeared at Birmingham. He's, he's moved on there. Um, Nigel Adkins, remember from the Adkins diet era, yeah. he's, he's come in at Charlton. Yeah, I saw that. There. Um, and annoyingly, because I'm not a particular fan of them, Portsmouth have, have got... Um, uh, Danny Cowley, in which, uh, or at least that's subject to confirmation, which is actually a very good appointment, annoyingly. Um, it's only till the end of the season at the moment, which is a curiosity. I guess they're feeling each other out to see if they want to stick with each other. But um, I think he can do a good job there, annoyingly. They may even go up because they're still involved in the playoff chase. But uh, yeah, uh, anything to make of that stuff? If not, I'll move on to the air. Uh, yeah, it seems that it's surprising to me that Cowley isn't in a higher profile job, but I think that they mm. they must have a very specific way of management, so much so that it can put a lot of teams off. It's the only conclusion I can come to because yeah. they're a good they're a good team, the team that Cowley brings in. Um and you're right, I think it's a good appointment, unfortunately. Um and we'll see how it goes. I didn't know about that one. I knew about all the rest. I I hadn't heard about that one. So that was that's a surprise. Yeah, I to think me it's well. not formally 
that's not formally confirmed. I think that's why it probably hasn't gone around all the news sites and everything yet. But um, yeah, I mean, he, he's a good manager. I've got a mate who's a Lincoln fan. Obviously, if you've got a connection with Lincoln from your uni days, so you know yes. all about him. He is a good manager. He, he was on um, one of the programmes over here, actually. Um, I think it was on Quest as, a, as, the, um, as the pundit in the studio. And he was saying he has turned down um, a number of roles that weren't quite the right fit. So I think he is getting job offers anyway, or has been. Uh, but it's about getting the right fit, which maybe it's from his point of view that this is still the end of the season. Who knows? And they're hoping to persuade him to stay. Um, one other bit of football news to mention, it's got an Albion theme. You, I don't know if you picked up on this, but Maheta Malango, that famous Albion legend, <laughs> um, most people have forgotten he played for us, um, who did get off to a flying start with a 12-second um, debut goal uh, away at Reading, wasn't it? And a game which I missed, actually. Um, he is rumoured to be the new man going to the PFA to replace Gordon Taylor. They're going to have to probably launch him out of there with a crane. He's been in the job so long, he's probably wedged <laughs> to the seat. Um, 139 years old, I think he is, isn't he, or something. Um, anyway, Maheta Malango, likely to be the new man in there. I mean, it's not as bizarre as it sounds because he's got a, a football administration and a lawyer background, which he developed after playing the game. Um, he was, I think he was running, effectively, Real Mallorca for a fair while as well. Uh, as part of that. Um, so he has got the credentials. Um, much younger man. Interesting that he's a guy who hasn't played an awful lot in England. Um, he wasn't with us long. Um, he played abroad. But, you know, interesting choice there. We'll see what happens with that. Any thoughts on that? And were you at that game, by the way? I wasn't at that game. Uh, I remember seeing it uh, as, I think he was the fastest goal scorer of the millennium for a little bit as well, uh, in mm. 12 seconds. Um, and... It was just nuts, and I thought. I think I remember saying, "Like the only way is up here, boys. We're we're going to do well." And then we probably uh, didn't do well. <laughs> uh, that was not that was not a superb year. I think that was the two thousand and four. That was a bit rough. Um, yeah. So yeah, I remember so, it. Yeah, we were kind of thinking maybe he's the new Bobby Zamora type figure. You know, that kind of slick looking, too good for the leagues, but we could fire ourselves up the table together kind of guy, and it yep. all petered out rather quickly. <laughs> It really okay. did. I'm not sure he yeah. scored again for us, did he? Scored maybe two or three more. Yeah, I think I think I'm not sure if he scored at all. Actually, he might have I'm done. Not sure he he may have done not not. I think he only played three or four more games, something like that. Yeah, yeah. never mind. One of those long forgotten guys, but um, he's, six he's games be back in six games, one goal. That's what he ah, got. Six up. games, one goal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, I think he peaked a bit too early, as they say. Yes. Um. So, yeah, well, I'm, I'm tonight, we're recording this Thursday. I've got another one going on Albion related. There's the Seagulls over London. I've got a, um, an evening with Adam Virgo on Zoom tonight. So anyone who's a member will be reminded to go and check that one out. Um, but I, Josh, will see you next Saturday for this event. Uh, remember, it's called Together for AITC. You can tune in any time from midday. This is this Saturday, the 20th of March, any time from midday through till midnight by going to twitch.tv forward slash together BHA. Yep. And there's the Just Giving page again. If you wanted to hear that again, it is uh, just... Well, hang on, I've got the wrong bit there. Let me try and find it. Have you got it, Tad? Here we are. Um, www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash together for AITC. And that's the number four in that address. Okay, I think that pretty much covers it. So, Josh... We're going to stay up, aren't we? 
I hope so. I think we're in a good spot. I wouldn't have been so confident if we'd lost last week, but yes. Yeah. And a quick prediction for the weekend game. Are we going to win this? I'm going for a 2 0 win. Yeah. Sure. So was I. Yeah. I think ah, we will win. We it. I, think, uh, I think we'll go up early. I think they'll pile on the pressure. I think we'll sort ourselves out at half time. Uh, I think the second half is going to be drab. It's going to be awful. And I think we'll score in like the 92nd <laughs> minute on a counter attack. Because we never do it easy. Exactly. <laughs> Except, ironically, against these guys earlier in the season. But I, I, yeah. it's not going to be that easy twice, is it? <laughs> doesn't <laughs> feel that way. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks very much for joining me from the other side of the pond, Josh. Um, I will see you Saturday, and we hope as many oh. of you as possible can tune into the events. It should be a good one. So until next time, guys, stand or fall up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.